when I read this, I've never actually put their productivity into a category. I just saw them. I just saw them as very good thinkers and understanding how to create creative fixes to problems right in the world. Um, but now I get it. Like they are visualizers. They're the guys that are very intuitive, holistic. They integrate stuff. They can synthesize. They can use their entire mind to come up with creative ideas or to resolve problems. But with saying that, they don't care much for the process of how it's going to get there. Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT podcast where we share some real life tools, tips and tricks to help you not only discover but also reach your ultimate goals. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new week and a brand new episode of the Real Life Tips podcast. This is episode number 40. I'm your host, Mono. As usual, you are joined by the one and only, yours truly, Leon. (laughs) I'm going to elevate myself a little bit. Um, You know, we sometimes have to record some of these episodes in succession and then obviously queue them over a couple of weeks. So we just went through a very nice topic uh, last week uh, for us last night. And um, (laughs) so, you know, trying to make the intro fresh is very odd because for you it's one week out for us it's literally a couple hours back um but with that said that's the that's the process man that's the process of keeping a podcast alive you can't record one episode per week and hope that there's nothing that's going to derail that so we have to kind of do them in a bit of yeah like batch episodes and things like that but anyways <laughs> Um, just some technical facts there for you. So tonight is very much like last night, Martin, only we've got another really, really great topic. Um, yeah. What is it that we are going to discuss tonight? So tonight we're going to have a look at the secrets to ultimate productivity, four different productivity styles. And we're also going to look at the importance of knowing this personality style for either yourself and you're knowing others and getting to know others better and understanding their productivity styles. But most importantly, and this is pretty crazy, is out of this research topic, there was also a link tied into it where you can actually go and take an assessment to find out what your productivity style is. So stick it out through this episode. As we're going through these different productivity styles, try and determine sort of where you would classify yourself as, as a little exercise, right, while listening to this. And then straight after it, we will link that as a tool in the show notes, as we always do, for you to actually go and take this assessment. It's free. There's absolutely nothing Uh, that you need to give up no personal information, nothing else, but you can actually get the answer straight after this episode. And you know, you and me, we love formulas. We stated this over and over again in the past. And this is just yet another formula that just clicked for me. And I was like, damn, son, like who knew (laughs) that they were different productivity styles? Yeah, I never knew this, but this is pretty crazy because why is it that one person loves checklists? The other person hates checklists. Why is it that one person writes long explanations in their emails and the other one gets straight to the points, right? I always assumed that this might be your, this might tie into personality styles, but it never really solved the problem for me. And when I read through this blog post, which is extremely interesting, they explained that there are four productivity styles. So that's what we're going to touch on tonight. Dude, um, so when Manu learned of this revelation of an article, I can only call it a revelation. This is one of the most uh, riveting things that I've read in a very, very long time. And it's based on fact and it's based on studies. And that's what I like already. 
because I do not like all the fake stuff that's going around these days. I actually yeah. despise it. Um, this was developed by a consultant, Mr. Carson Tate. Um, I don't know who this person yeah. is. We will definitely give him his credit where credit is due in the show notes and all of that. But Absolutely. this person did something. He brought a four-step program, which is, I mean, everyone can remember a one-handed program, like four steps or five steps or less, you know. So that's what I already, that's what appealed to me is that this is something that people will hear and they'll remember it for life because it's less than five steps. And he puts people into classes and yeah, we've done personality classes and all of those things in previous episodes, but we have never, and I've never even thought about productivity classes. And for Absolutely. someone as far apart between myself and Manu, we are very good mates in, in social life. We were very good colleagues in professional life. So we know each other inside and out. And we do know that we've got very, very dissimilar productivity styles. Mm. And I say dissimilar. <laughs> he's the organizer. Like yeah. this guy, <laughs> if you want to know the world and how it's going to happen, he's got lists. Of, he's got He's got lists for his lists of what to do um basically and i pretty much have uh, i don't know a basement with baked beans and a gun you know that's <laughs> that's how we differ in, in productivity but anyway so when i when, <laughs> when i read through this i was just like wow this is super profound and i really hope this that this guy's going to get all the recognition uh, he deserves for this and they should probably do a book or something but anyways with that intro i think it's the longest intro but it deserves that intro uh this is the four productivity styles according to carson tate and i couldn't agree more Marnie, you are the master of leading us into the differences and the major topics. Why don't you why don't you have a go Absolutely. at that? Absolutely. I'll be honored to. So I think I would love to start this off with, and I think we all understand the importance of productivity, but perhaps I want to just start this talk off with, you know, why is productivity such a big focal um, point for me in my life? And I assume for a lot of people, right? And I think I'll start it off by saying that productivity of course, makes a lot of sense because we all want to squeeze the most out of our days, out of our hours, when out of our minutes. Every single, exactly, every single moment that we that we focused on something, we want to make sure that we achieve optimal results. So we all understand the importance of productivity. But what I really want to highlight out of this is, have you ever thought about optimizing your productivity to such a level that you take it to the next level, right? You, yeah. you literally see how you can amplify your productivity. If you know that you're a person that loves checklists, for instance, you know, perhaps there are other tools out there that could complement your productivity style. And knowing this, I think, is where it all comes together, right? Is saying that we all understand that we want to be productive. We all understand that productivity and optimizing your productivity is key in life because the more you can do with the little amount of time that you dedicate to a specific task, the better your results will be mm. or the quicker you'll get through that 100%. task and the quicker you'll move on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So why not find the secrets sitting within productivity? Why not optimize it and personalize it to your own style? And I think that is what I want to focus on real quick, Leon, mm -hmm. is how important is it 
for one to not only be productive, but to optimize that productivity to such a level and to understand that we're, even though we're all homo sapiens, (laughs) we're all very, very much different in personality, in genetics and in biology and all of these things. How important is it to understand that even in these little things in life, we need to optimize it and adapt to our own sort of being and who we are as a person. 100%. And that's the thing. When I read this, I immediately clicked that, you know, every now and again, you look at people and you look at their achievements and what they've achieved and you wonder to yourself, yeah, they're so loose-headed or maybe they just seem so disorganized or maybe yeah. that guy probably, you know, his tie is literally ironed, <laughs> you know? <laughs> How do they get to where they are? And it's about the way that they work productively. That's what I love about lists. Firstly, it's easy to remember. It's less than five. It's less than a hand. Uh, Secondly, this will apply to you to understand your productivity style better. And then lastly, this will allow you to understand other people's productivity styles better so that you can better collaborate and work with different productivity styles. And boom, with (laughs) with that... (laughs) We've left the people hanging for over 10 minutes here, Marnie. Let's introduce the styles. Damn, I'm excited love, for the rest of I love of that. This. And I think you let it in perfectly there. It's so important. And the four productivity styles, according to Carson Tate, is... So number one, the prioritizer. And number two, the planner. Number three, the arranger. And number four, the visualizer. Mm, now this, nice. in and of it, the titles, they don't necessarily make a lot of sense. Perhaps maybe just for maybe things things like the planner or the prioritizer, they might be a little bit self-explanatory. But we're going to deep dive into each and every one of these, explain what they are and what the differences are. And I think that by the end of this episode, you will understand and you will grasp the importance of this. Yes. Like you mentioned, Leon, it's important for you to know yourself better in order to be more productive or to optimize your productivity Number one. Number two, it's important for you to know others' productivity style so that you can accommodate them, so that you can see their flaws. And not get frustrated or something. Yeah, exactly. exactly. See their weaknesses and not try and change them and influence them into coming over to, you know, a planner or coming over to the prioritizer Mm. just because you're sitting in that quadrant. So, Liam, I'm going to give this one to you. And there's a reason for this is because we had this chat earlier on and you said that you... Highly yes. resonate with this one. So <laughs> the prioritizer. So I actually read this article back and back and back a couple times because I think a lot of people are going to find themselves fitting into maybe more than one category. It's it's very unlikely that you'll be in more than two categories. But I find myself mm. very heavily leaning towards this, and this is the prioritizer. So basically, logical and analytical. Those are the first two things that I think I exude quite heavily and a lot of people might might get annoyed with that because on the one side, I am analytical and I do like to look into facts and things like that. I don't like people just coming to me with stories like just tell me where did you get the information from, who was the source. Can I literally reveal that source or can I verify that source before mm. I just buy into the story? Just don't come to me with stuff. My logical side which is another characteristic, is immediately going to take my own assumption and already call you call your bluff um, or just say that I don't agree. And sometimes I've had to say no, but more often than not, prioritizers are right in their logic and their assumptions. 
I'm super realistic. And that's again, coming down to logical. Mm. And again, the last characteristic that Mr. Tate explains here is efficient. That's just what I explained. Mm. I, I, I like facts, but I don't care about the detail in the facts. Yeah. Don't give me a five pager. Just tell me this was written by, for example, World Health Organization. This is the facts about the article. Based upon that, I'll be efficient. I'll be logical and analytical and give you a complete assumption on what I want to know. I don't want to bring bias into it. I don't want to bring my own thoughts into it. I don't want to bring people's emotions into the decisions. I don't care about any of that. Mm. I look at the... Uh, facts. I'm super analytical to immediately categorize those facts into understanding exactly what it is that we are dealing with here. I use my logic and I'm efficient. And then that's the way that I prioritize my workflow. And when it comes to productivity, that means prioritizers are very efficient. So I move very quickly and very decisively. Mm. When I've set my mind on something, it's set and it's done. Like pretty much. Oh, yeah. And I know that that's going to rub up some people the wrong way. But it's because I've used my fact orientation. I've used my analytical brain. I've used my God-given logic, if you'd like, mm. to put those things together and come up with r mostly right answers to many questions. So we've got a very keen sense of what matters most. I look at those matter most type of events, and that's what I use as my data points to give you I don't know, a result to give mm. you advice, to move it into a project, etc. That makes a lot of sense, Leon. Sorry to interrupt you there, but I, I, I've seen this so many times in, in you and it frustrated me because I don't understand that about you. And I've asked you mm. so many times, why is it that you don't necessarily, you don't get caught up in the details. You don't get caught up in you know, the, the processes and the procedures and all of those things. You're focused on bottom line and you achieve those bottom yes. line and you hit the bottom line the whole time. For me, and I'm I get a bit caught aggressive up in, about it. Yeah, I get caught up in so many details and things that I don't understand why it is that you can just look past all of that and say, you know what, screw it, let's just get it done. I never understood yeah. that. And this, is, this makes a lot of sense. It's because it's there's, in your productivity style. There's an important thing to mention here. So when I apply the side of, my brain mm. i don't do it in every circumstance i i'm very very quick to f wave a white flag and say listen i don't know nothing about this genre for example mm. my wife's mm. a teacher if it's about teaching or something i would easily hand over the baton and tell her you're the mastermind in this field mm. tell me the facts like maybe i can make an assumption for you but you are the master like i'm not going to take over yeah. like yeah. that but if it's somewhere where we are peers mm and we do the same job, I will probably be a little bit more aggressive and I'll be yeah. a little bit more assertive in my and, and decisive in my way to, uh, you know, realize an objective. So basically, that's, that for me was extremely interesting. It immediately just shouted uh, that I fall into this category. So the last thing that I want to go through, and we we're going to do this for every category, is so we've already talked about the strengths. You know, we are very goal-oriented, we're very ana analytical, um, we are able to come to conclusions very quickly and we're very decisive and we're usually quite accurate in our assumptions. If it, again, I want to reiterate, that's super important. It's not with everything. I'm not a know-it-all. Yeah. But if it's something that I'm good at, mm. that's mm. something that I'm going to be super decisive about. The problem that we have, and again, he's so spot on with this, I couldn't believe it. Like That's why I wanted to do this episode super bad. <laughs> 
is we are we have the tendency to be very controlling and rigid right <laughs> and i can see you <laughs> smiling we've got we've got video as well you're watching each other from like 10 15 yeah. kilometers away and i can see you you know that unfortunately i am very controlling and rigid i've already made up my mind it's my way of the highway sometimes yeah. mm-hmm. um i try and tame it tame it down a little bit but that is sometimes the fact and that leads into the next one excessively competitive i'm not a bad loser but i am very competitive in the act i am super competitive and i want to win and i want to win by <laughs> there was an old saying by mr i think it was paul walker no it was vin diesel it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile i want to win i want to win every time by a mile um and i just want to be super good i'm yeah. not bad at losing though like i'm not a bad loser i i'm happy to give uh someone credit if they won over me because in my opinion that takes some doing right um i value speed over excellence that's really a bad thing like i want to get stuff done super quick and mm-hmm. knowing the stuff that i know i think we'll get there but there are some people that can take a little bit more time but then really provide an excellent product or an excellent outcome where mine's going to do the job it's going to be better than most but it might not always be excellent like it wouldn't be the culmination of yeah. everyone's team excellence to provide Sometimes the it's absolute best product <laughs> like, honestly man <laughs> i've looked at some <laughs> of your work sometimes and then i'm like dude how can you let that fly but you know what you got the job done and you yeah, had sometimes this chat in the past actually, as well you're quite right sometimes it is very very cowboy but it gets the job done <laughs> it does um, absolutely but yeah so lastly i'm focused on the project over the process like yeah. i want to get the project done i want to get it down get the next project make money move forward and i'm not meaning money for myself i still work for a boss so i mean making that money for the company making them successful screw the process get more stuff done um mm. yeah that's pretty much and those are the blind spots. I mean, and that's prioritizing in a nutshell. Mm. Um, I, I read through this Super and I accurate. promise you, I literally Super almost I fell yeah. off my chair. There was not a bullet out of place here. And that's yeah. why I still think there should be a book about this. And with that, we're going to move into people that I get along with quite well, actually. And I kind of admire them. And that's, again, why I love lists, as I said, or we said at the beginning of this, the whole thing here is to also understand the other type of productivity yeah. types. So, Martin, what is the what is the next one? I really actually admire these people and I wish I can be better at this. Yeah, the next one is, and this is the second productivity style and it's the planner. And I'm so glad that I got to, to, to go through this one because this is me. Um, this is, again, the, the exact yeah. same thing that happened to you when you read this article happened to me. I skimmed through the first one. I was like, yeah, it doesn't quite sound like me. It doesn't sound like my productivity style. And as soon as I hit planner, I was like, hell yeah, um, nail on the head. And yep. again, I was super sure so that this was 100% me, right? So the planner, the planner typically you know, is someone who likes to be prepared but maybe takes that a little bit too far um <laughs> and you prepare for your and own. you know you 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 prepare for your own preparation so you make lists for lists as you mentioned in the beginning as well you have checklists yeah, for checklists exactly. you have reminders for reminders to set reminders that's <laughs> really who i am Just and I, I never really understood why it is that i yeah i'm like this and number two, why it is that I can't convince other people to be more like me? Because I've, I really have tried. Like things like I'm a teacher. I've, I've always 
not by profession, obviously, but but I love teaching people. I love sharing knowledge. I love um, helping people and and giving them shortcuts to things that I figured out in the past. And I've honestly given so many uh, talks and and yep, brought it up in meetings and have chats with my friends about productivity tools that just absolutely work for me. We've done the, we've done it on mm. the podcast as well. Trello.com. It's it's again. This is where the blog is is. Uh, um, not sponsored and not sponsored again but this is <laughs> this is who wrote the who wrote the initial blog right um and we'll, we'll we'll put this back in in the show notes again but all of these are productivity tools and i could never understand why it is that i can't get other people to be more like me and to use the tools that i use so in essence the planner is someone and if we have a look at the quick strengths right it's someone who has a bias towards action consistency and practicality and that's 100 percent who i am is I want to f- be practical. I-, I need a step-by-step approach to everything in life. Give me the steps and, and I want to follow this. I'm very systematic, right? So I really want to focus on the step-by-step approach. Consistency is key for me. I want to make yes. sure that I apply grit to If it wasn't for your everything. consistency, I wouldn't arrive to this podcast But that's exactly what we record, said in the man. beginning, right? That's exactly what we yeah. said in the beginning is because so you know, right. to you, you celebrate each and every single milestone. For me, that sort of comes naturally because mm. I, I value consistency. That's in my productivity mm. style, right? But in, in essence, what it comes down to is the planner is really someone who is super organized, super prepared, over prepares for yep. things who's always on time for meetings who's probably always early for meetings because that's me and i I just don't understand why other people can't join meetings 10 minutes ahead of time and why (laughs) i get so anxious 15 minutes ahead of time because i want to be on that meeting 10 minutes before it actually starts it's all of these things become part of this productivity style that i have that makes me completely different to someone like you and understanding that helps me to embrace that and helps me to focus on those things and not see it as pitfalls, but start celebrating yeah. the strengths in that specific quadrant. Now, some of my blind spots, and I totally agree with this blog, right? Because they say that some of the blind spots here are um, lack of spontaneity. And <laughs> funny enough, I think we, we touched a little bit on that in, in one of our previous episodes now recently, where I said that you pulled me into meetings uh, 10 minutes ahead of time. Mm. And I was Mm. like, dude, 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 no, (laughs) this is not. And this all makes sense now, right? It's like the penny just drops and you're like, oh, this is why I don't like it when people pull me into meetings 10 minutes ahead of time. I love to be prepared. It's just in my productivity style, right? There's an excessive attachment to the outcome. So if you had specific expectations of a project if you had specific expectations of a meeting if you had specific expectations of a confrontation with a friend or with family members and you wanted it to come out in a certain way and it didn't fall into place that really really bothers you as a planner right um for me which is completely the opposite of you. And you mentioned this earlier on is that it's, it's pretty cool how this is like a yin yang kind of thing, right? It's like, you're someone who just gonna say, (laughs) yeah, because you're someone you, and this makes a lot of sense why we could work together so well and why we still do. It's because you're someone, you skip the processes, you focus on the outcome. I follow the processes and I'm less, um, yeah, I value the process. Hundred percent. I, I value the process more than I value the actual outcome of it. If you really want to go that far, but it's like we sort of complement one another. 
which is pretty cool for me. So that's the planner, yeah, man. That's the planner. I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. It's a yin yang thing. I mean, if you look at the way that he explains planner, and yes, again, I just love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he says that I focus on project over process, and that a planner would focus on process over project. That is so right. Like you are yeah. in the details, mm. you're in the processes, you make sure. And that's why these things complement each other so heavily. You are focused that even Leanne's going to always push to get the project done. I'm going to make sure that the processes are there to make sure that it gets done right. Leon mm. is still going to make sure <laughs> that the project just gets delivered on time and under budget. You know, so we yeah. actually fill each other in, and that why that's why when we were working together, I th I'd like to think we were fairly successful. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, with that said, beautiful. I love this. We are halfway through. So next, we are going to talk about someone that's quite interesting to me. This was one that I had to read through. Like I said, I read through this about three or four times just because I want to almost recite this word for word for myself. This is the arranger. All right, oh, the yeah. arranger. Very expressive, supportive, collaborative, team-oriented type of person. I immediately have loads of people jumping to mind that falls into this category. Yeah. This is someone that's very good at bringing together teams and expressiveness and emotions and hand movements and lovingness and always worried about the people and not that much the process and not even that much the outcome. But taking care of um, the the people involved in everything. So they tend to be like the likable people. You know, they're very talkative and warm. Um, they like to be very up close, personal in conversation. I think, I th uh, again, I think they're going to hate or they are probably hating COVID times, <laughs> etc. But they they like to be up close. They want to look at your body language and make sure that they don't offend or anything. They're very team oriented. So... Mm. They're amazing. You need one of these people in your team always because they're going to be the ones that are taking the roboticness out of the equation. Like just being a number crunching person that brings and yields results. They're going to bring that back. Like just the human factor. They're very effective in communication. They are super aware of other people's emotions. They have very strong intuition. And then... They like to teach and persuade people into understanding that their side is also important. As equal as we want to get the business to succeed, as equal as you want to get it right, we are all human beings here. We need to enjoy mm. this journey as well, you know. And I really enjoy working with these people. I do find, and this is the funny thing, this personality trait really fills out a team really well because between your and mine, we are very goal-oriented yeah you're goal-oriented in making sure that the project is the best possible project i'm goal-oriented in making sure that the project gets delivered point blank this person is making sure that this is enjoyable this is fun that's why they are always talking about who and this is interesting because a lot of times in business you're going to talk to people and they're going to talk about you always ask, what did they do? Why did they do it? What was achieved? What fi what did you fix? They never mm. asked, who's involved in the project? Who was in favor of the decision? Who can help them? Yeah. Who was helping yeah. during the task? These people are always asking who questions. They want to know the people behind the success. And 
I think they bring a warmth and a depth and a human factor to something that can sometimes be lost in a lot of bureaucracy and um, process and uh, result-driven and a very aggressive world where we're all competing uh, to be the best. They bring us back to saying, listen, we are all in this together. We're a team. And they are the gel, I think, that makes teams work. You can still be effective. You can still get the project done. But if you don't have someone like this bringing back the core reason we're all there is to also try and have a little bit of fun and try and yeah. be around people that we enjoy and have like-minded skills with i i couldn't i couldn't say it any better because and and i'm so glad that you said the word fun because that's the first thing that came to mind when i when i read about this arranger you know if you're sitting there and you're wondering you know is this my productivity style i can't quite put a finger on it yet maybe this will actually just drive it home for you right is and i'm going to quote here much like their productivity style an arranger's office is welcoming and filled with personal touches from family yes. photos to yeah, music so to true. artwork, right? So it's someone who's extremely fun. It's someone who values other people more than they value themselves, especially in, in projects, uh, group tasks, and, and you know, just in general with working with others. Is there other people-centric more than they're self-centric, you know? So and and that's yeah. really, really what's cool about this one we, productivity we bring work. We bring work to work. They yeah. bring life to work. That's beautiful. Uh, that's the that's, that's the way beautiful. I, I, <laughs> that's dude, I just thought of that. <laughs> no, that's but yeah, awesome. they bring like yes. the real world and life. That this is still a part of life. Let's keep it part of life. That's that's the the absolute best way to to describe that. I love that. The next one on the list is the visualizer, and this is the fourth and last one uh, before we head into the real life tips to tell you how can you tie all of these things now into your life now that you've identified. You know, what mm-hmm. productivity style you are. But the fourth and final one is, is the visualizer. Now, the visualizer, Lian, they're highly geared towards seeing the bigger picture rather than focusing on the details Correct. and things, right? So some of their strengths, and this is this is pretty crazy because, um, you know, I, I, I don't know a lot of people like this, but I, I think there's one person that I can think of. But if we have a look at their strengths, open-mindedness, number one on the list there, right? Someone who's willing to listen to others' inputs when it comes to solving that problem because they're constantly looking to innovate. They're constantly looking to think outside of the box. They're constantly looking to be creative when it comes to their problem solving Mm. as well. Some of the blind spots that they might have is they might overlook the details. Uh, I think this is very similar Mm. to, to the prioritizer, the one that you resonate with. But in, in the sense that you're, even though you're stepping back, looking outside the box, you might miss what's happening inside that box, if I can use that sort of analogy, right? Because 100%. you don't have boots on the ground. You don't, you're not walking the yep. path that is supposed to be walked. You're not walking the process that's supposed to be followed in order to achieve those specific goals as well. So they value possibilities over process. And I'm going to say that again, they value possibilities over process, what something could be, what the outcome of a project could be potentially if they had to innovate, if they had to solve it creatively, as opposed to just stepping the normal baseline that was already set, that people said, do this, do that, follow the process and all that. And it's funny because now we start realizing that these productivity styles, you're still the centerpiece is productivity, right? 
These are just different ways that people find is effective for them to be productive mm. in their daily Correct. tasks. And now once you start understanding this, it means that you don't have to, number one, beat yourself up about not being like someone else in their productive process, right? But number two, most importantly, is you understand why it is that you are a certain way. And by understanding that and embracing that, you can then start following specific or using specific tool sets or following specific processes and just embracing that to a full extent and then optimizing your productivity like we mentioned in the beginning. Dude, this is interesting because I look at Visualize and I immediately think company owner or CEO. Yeah, they are actually, the guys seeing the holistic vision of the company. They're the guys with the passion in their heart, seeing the final product, seeing the final picture. They don't care for the processes in between. That, and they do yeah. not. They're completely focused on innovation, right? They want to move this forward. They've got a dream almost. And and this is, I, I'm going to say this right, outright. This is an, this is a part that I don't identify with. At all, at all in yeah. a company <laughs> setting if it's my yeah. company of course i'll be the visualizer mm. but for me i'd sometimes look up to ceos and i'm like wow that is like a pipe dream my guy just like that is not going to happen yeah. he doesn't care he's going to say listen i'm going to put the people in place i'm going to put mm. the resources in place i'm going to get this done i'm the guy and you're the guy working inside those processes getting it done so the visualizers are very often i think um and it doesn't really describe it here in the in the blog necessarily but i think that most company owners and ceos are visualizers absolutely because if you think about it um company ceos need to focus on two main things right well obviously there's a ton of uh, of stuff right but if you write a business plan it says what's your mission what's your vision that's it. Yeah. And those exactly. are your driving, so right, those yeah. are your, your North stars, right? That you constantly have yeah. to pull the entire company towards, make sure that you follow Correct. it. So it makes sense. Exactly. That's exactly what I thought. And so I kind of envy these people because I think it's nice to be able to be a visualizer, to be open-minded. I really don't relate with this productivity style just because I've never maybe had that freedom to be mm -hmm. open-minded and seeing the bigger picture and being innovative and you know, being problem solving to, I don't know, the world or a small minority, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I've always been the guy inside those intricate processes that brings those visual, you know, that plays a small part of bringing that vision to life. So that's why, again, I think these are mostly going to be your top tier guys, like the guys that are running the show. But super interesting that mm. when I read this, I've never actually put their productivity into a category i just saw them i just saw them as very good thinkers and mm. understanding how to create creative fixes to problems right in the world um, but now i get it like they are visualizers they're the guys that are very intuitive holistic they integrate stuff they can synthesize they can use their entire mind to come up with creative ideas to resolve problems but with saying that, they don't care much for the process of how yeah. it's going to get there. Yeah, I love that. It's it's so it's so cool. And just to sort of drive it home once again, I'm just going to quote here. So the visualizer, if you peer into their office, you're likely to find a desk piled high with papers, personal items, and collectibles, <laughs> uh, which <laughs> yeah. which is quite interesting because. Uh, I look at your screen there or I look at the screen and the camera behind you and I see that 
You've got a ton of collectibles and stuff. I've been to your place a couple of times. <laughs> a personal item. But pretty yeah. cool. So if you if you resonate with this, then I'm jealous, people. Like, seriously, because that means that you should quit whatever you're doing now and become a CEO. <laughs> because you've pretty yeah. much got the productivity. I, I agree. <laughs> you've pretty, pretty much got the productivity style aligned with that. Leon, absolutely interesting stuff. Deep diving into Super a great. full research yeah. topic here tonight. We, we deviated a little bit from our original structure just yeah. to accommodate this, this, this topic. Um, but yeah absolutely I mean usually we would have a research deep dive and all that this entire topic was just research deep dive it was really really cool I think it's time for the real life <laughs> for today and Leanne I'm going to hit it off uh, on one specific yeah, uh, tip that I want to give perhaps I want to just highlight um, some things that I think was quite interesting for me out of not only this episode, but this specific blog post. I do have some tools to share with you guys, such as the actual link to the blog post and some other additional ones here. Uh, but one of the things that's, that came that's quite interesting here that I want to do is now that we know that there are four different productivity styles, and now that we've quickly, briefly scraped through each and every one of them, I'm sure that one specifically or one in particular stood out to you as you were listening to this. Mm. So what I want to do right now, Leon, is just touch on a couple of things that you brings it full circle. To say that now that you know that you're um, you're an arranger or a prioritizer or a planner or a visualizer, what does that really mean in terms of how can you use that to optimize your productivity? And some of the great things that came out of this specific blog post for me was the fact that they mentioned and number one, if you're a prioritizer, as a prioritizer, you're always looking to streamline your systems. And there's a ton of different tools out there that you can use. Again, Trello is a really, really cool one. It's like a project planning uh, sort of free site that I discovered somewhere on a, a course that I took, a project management course way back when. And it was it changed my life. Uh, but that's, what you would want to do as a prioritizer is put systems in place for you to be able to prioritize these things. And Leon, I'm not going to deep dive too much on the prioritizer because I know that you are one. So perhaps you can share additional insights into that. But putting some sort of system into place where you can streamline and prioritize your tasks on a daily basis or on a weekly basis or an annual basis, that will obviously help you quite immensely in, in, in that specific pr productivity style. The one that I do want to touch on a little bit more is the planner. And this is something that has really, really worked for me and it's pretty crazy. And this is why this um, this research just resonated with me is because I started a checklist process maybe two or three years ago when maybe even longer than that, when I realized that I, I'm very forgetful. Uh, I want to start seeing things and I want to check them off of a list and all of that. So I started putting some systems into place. Again, I use Trello for everything. Again, not affiliated with them, but it really was just such a great tool for me to start creating checklists and check my tasks off of that list on a daily basis. I do this every single day. Because we're planners, I plan things ahead of time so I can arrange my next day and the next day and the next day. Again, use your calendar. I think that's a really cool one. Uh, it's not listed in here, but it's, it goes without saying. If you're a planner and, and this resonated with you, then you know now that you need to start embracing that because that's going to make you more productive. Planning things ahead of time, making checklists, setting reminders, and then putting due dates to those specific tasks I think is, is pretty cool. 
And then the last two, in terms of the Ranger, if you if this one resonated with you, then as you mentioned, Leon, I mean, these are the people who just bring life into the office, right? They just, they, they light up the office and all the. So what it really comes down to is make sure that you have the freedom in your space, in your productive space to bring in a little bit of life into it, bring in a little bit of fun into it and embrace that all together. Also make sure that you focus on those those weaknesses that we mentioned throughout the, the episode as well. And then lastly, if you're a visualizer, I've got one tip for you. Mm. Start your own business uh, <laughs> or at least start your own side hustle, yeah. man. Because if you can see the big picture and you're not too uh, tied up in the details, again, remember that there are weaknesses for each and every one of these productivity styles. And we mentioned that Leon and I, we gel together quite nicely. So find someone else who can focus on those details. Maybe find a partner or maybe find um, someone that you can work with who is detail-oriented to sort of balance the scale out a little bit so that you can focus on your vision, on what you want to achieve, and you know, they can focus on the low-level things. Not to say that they are the skivvies, but to say that that's what you enjoy doing so you do what mm. you do best and I do what I do best. And that's that's pretty much uh, my main tip is how to tie it all together and how to apply this to your life. Leon, anything from your side? Well, I think that's mic drop number two for this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know I can how I can top that or flesh that out. I've basically got three very basic tips here. And this is going to apply to every single productivity style. So I'm going to do... A blanket tip section, all right? Um, so get your blanket, get your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is going to apply to you no matter what. So a couple of things that work for me when it comes to productivity. Um, and this is just generally talking about any kind of productivity style and any task that you need to get done. Start with your most dreaded task first, all right? I love get that. that. Yep. Get that thing out the way. So if there's something that you absolutely hate about the project that has to get done, or whatever. For example, I was involved in the school governing body at my daughter's school, which means that I was involved in some of the projects. We had to go build a smaller school. And one of the things that we had to do in order to get access to start building on the piece of land is ask all the neighboring houses permission. Mm. That sucked. <laughs> like <laughs> That is the absolute worst like task ever man and and it felt like begging door to door so i just got that out the way like first week i went i did that so start by with your worst part of the project or whatever it might be completely and utterly first secondly and i've only got three tips here and this is what makes me successful these are just three little things that i live by is turn off distractions i've noticed that i very easily get distracted with phones pop-up messages notifications and things like that just try and see if there's a way that you can get rid of that unless it's your outlook or whatever popping up or maybe nowadays it might be teams or zoom or slack or whatever the case might be try and ignore the other stuff um, just get that out of your way more than often it's not super important stuff and it's going to break your flow and lastly and this is the most important one the best way to be super productive is to learn the art of saying no. And I yeah. think we've yeah. gone through this in a previous episode. I do remember we did this in the first 10, one of the first 10 episodes. You have to learn the art and saying no. You're going to be in a project. You, there's going to be people around you all want to bring their input. Everyone's got their ideas. They want to weigh in on the project and you're going to have to learn 
not to just embrace their enthusiasm, but also give them constructive criticism and tell them why that part might not constitute towards the success, or maybe it's going to prolong the deadlines or the timeline that's allotted to the project, etc. So I've, and this is a hard one. This, uh, look, it, it sounds easy. Awesome Say no. One. That's an awesome <laughs> but this is going to save you a lot of time. And if you do this, I still believe if you do this in a very, very uplifting, supportive way, people will respect you more for saying no than saying yes. Mm. Um, and this I've learned even in personal life. A lot of people have more respect for me for the amounts I said no than just being the yes man. Just don't be a douche about it. Don't say no, bugger off, I don't have time. Give the reasoning and make them understand why you decided it and maybe both of you can learn something from that. So those are the tips. I mean, you you pretty much t- took the tip cup uh what's three weeks straight (laughs) i don't actually know i don't think so leon i think that that i think yours like especially the last one um you know this is something that we chatted about a little bit in the past as well when we were working together it's still something that i'm working on it's something that goes completely against the grain of who i am as a person and it's something that i need to focus on is how to say Mm -hmm. no how to say no to things that that are not productive um, because you get so many distractions. I think that actually ties into distractions as well because people bombard you with silly requests. I wanted to say stupid requests. It's not always stupid requests. It's just sometimes silly requests. And I just, Mm. you know, sometimes it just completely breaks your flow. I would say nonsense. Absolutely love that, Leon. I'm going to drop you guys two tools inside the show notes. So be sure to go and check them out. And I'm going to put a spin on this, right? So there's one specific tool that I just uh, remembered as well, which is the Pomodoro technique. I'm not going to go into details on that, but it's really a method that was discovered by some very smart person (laughs) of how to stay laser focused for, I think it's something like you set a timer or an egg timer or a timer on your phone or something get laser focused for 20 minutes and then take a five minute break. Take 20 minutes laser focus on a specific task, take it to five minute break. And it sort of trains your brain and to mm. stay super laser focused without any distractions. So I'm gonna try and find a link for you guys, drop that in the show notes. I'm gonna switch this up a little bit. Leon, you said that you are almost 100% sure that you are the prioritizer. Now, remember in the beginning of the show, I can't remember if I mentioned this to you guys, but there is an actual tool to go and assess and find out for sure. So I'm going to drop that for you guys inside the show notes. So be sure to go and check that out to confirm your hypothesis of saying I am a planner or I'm a prioritizer, I'm a visualizer or I'm an arranger, right? Leon, what I want to do right now, and I'll I'll cut the time out while you take this assessment, but I want to confirm this. You haven't taken this assessment. I have, and I, mm-hmm. I can confirm that I thought that I was a planner and that confirmed it for me. I want to do the same exercise. So we'll cut it here. We'll come back with the results. Leon, go take your assessment and let us know what the result is. Okay. I'm going to be right back. Give me a second. I'll put some elevator music in the background here somewhere. I'll try and figure that out. <laughs> All right. And we're back, Leon. Give us the verdict. How accurate was that? Did it come out conclusive or are you a mix of two different productivity styles? So I'm I'm super disappointed. It seems like I, I know myself far too well. This thing <laughs> said 100% I'm a prioritizer. Um, it didn't cool give me a it? mix. It, it Yeah, look, it's it's 
absolutely incredible. It feels like this whole episode wasn't maybe a fluke or a waste because <laughs> it didn't even give me like I'm half this or half that. It just completely said I'm a prioritizer. It's a, an amazing tool. It tells me some um, productivity tools that I can use like the iPad, etc. It gives me some digital notebooks ideas like Evernote, Noteshelf and To-Do. There's so many cool little tips that it gave me apart from just saying that I'm a, prior- a prioritizer. Um, but yeah, yeah geez, I can't awesome. believe that it's this accurate. Um, so yeah, yeah, super, super stoked about this episode. Well, this is what I love about this. And this is why I wanted you to do the exercise live well, on air, right? Is because I wanted to find out how effective this really yeah. is and how accurate this is. So this just really proves it because... Did we just know, waste is... people's time or not? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right, guys and girls. So if you are ready to go and take this uh, this assessment... Let me just lay it all out on the table for you. We are not affiliated at all with 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 Trello or with this assessment tool. In fact, it's actually published at hbr.org. Yeah, so Harvard the, Business Review for those of you that don't <laughs> exactly. know. That's harvardbusinessreview.org. Yeah, so, so it's absolutely free. There's no strange, funny business, no shenanigans. You don't have to pop in your email address, give up any personal information, nothing. It's completely anonymous. Uh, it's 28 questions. You quickly run through it. This probably took you about, mm. what, two, three minutes, Leon? No, it and was quick. Exactly. And it comes out with conclusive results where you can actually see what sort of planners or tools you can use. Really, really cool. So go ahead and go check that out. So ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. The secrets to ultimate productivity and the four productivity styles by Carson Tate. By the way, it's a female, not a male. I know that you're referring to, <laughs> to Sorry the person about as a that, him. Yeah, but we don't know. Noticed. We don't know. We literally just came across this research. Really, really cool. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to go and rate and review us. Take a second if this provided you with some value in your own life. Go ahead, take a second, rate and review us. We're really trying to expand the show, expand our reach. We'll be forever grateful if you just take a second, go and rate and review us. That's all we have for you guys for today. Enjoy the rest of your week. We hope you have a super productive week ahead using these tools, using these tips, and using these tricks. Until next time, this is me signing off, Mono. As usual, you were joined by Leon. Be safe out there. We're going to see you in the next episode. Hopefully, we can top this one. I think it's going to be tough. I really enjoyed this. Bye. Bye. What's up, guys and girls? If you've derived some great value from our show thus far, please take a second to rate and review us on the platform that you're tuned in on. This will really help us to grow the show and reach more and more people to spread the positivity and change more and more lives. So it will literally just take you a second to rate and review us and who knows, perhaps you could directly be responsible for changing someone's life today. We look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. Until then, cheers.